Welcome to the Church in the Peak podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, visit churchinthepeak.org or come and join us at 10am every Sunday. Thank you. God is clearly speaking to us of his favour. Peter, let's hear the word of God. Father, we just pray. Thank you for Peter. Thank you for this precious man, Lord, our dear friend. I pray, Lord God, that we will just hear your voice. Lord, as we've heard your voice already, I pray that you will, we will continue to hear what you are saying to our hearts, Lord God. Lord, we ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, so, um, uh, the next um, bit of the armour that we're looking at um, is, is actually the first one in the passage, which is the belt of truth. And um, so uh, I want to speak about truth this morning, and I'm going to speak about lots of different facets of truth. And I want to say at the start, some of you will feel like you've got this sorted, and that's great if you have. Um, Some of the things I'm going to say might hurt a wee bit, and they might feel a little bit condemning. And I don't want you to feel condemned. If God's speaking to you, let him convict you. Yeah. But don't feel condemned by what I say, as I, because I, I believe what I've got to speak about this morning, God spoke really clearly to me about, and um, and I'm not going to sugarcoat it. So um, I'm sorry about that, but hopefully um, God's going to have His opportunity to speak into our lives. Now I hate lying, and uh, my kids know that full well. We say to them. We're not that concerned about what you've done, but if you lie to us about it, that really, really is just the worst thing. We just, I don't cope with it very well at all. But the problem is, um, I lie and I deceive all the time. And I'm just going to, I want you to just think about what it's like at the end of church and you're having conversations with people. So I'm going to have a conversation with myself. I'm going to be two sides of the same conversation. So um, somebody says, well, how are you? And I say, oh, I'm well, thank you. (laughs) No, I'm not. I've got a headache, actually, but I don't really want to say about it because I had a couple of glasses of wine last night. don't know whether that's the reason I've got the headache. Actually, that's a bit embarrassing to go into. So I'm fine. Thank you very much. How's things going? Oh, they're very good, thank you. That's not true. Liar. I had a shoe argument before I came to church this morning. It was all about the fact that the butter was in the fridge. It was rock hard. I couldn't even spread it on my toast. And who put it in the fridge? No one would say that they'd put it in the fridge. No. Oh, but I'm good, thank you. And, and I've got my happy face on because I've come into church. How's work going? Oh, yes, it's going fine, thank you. 
it's not. I absolutely hate it. I'm thinking about leaving. I just can't cope anymore. But no, it's going fine, thank you. How's your week been? Oh, well, it's not been so bad. Well, no, that's not true. It's been absolutely awful. I'm really depressed. I'm crying all the time. But I'm smiling because it's not too bad. Quite often, just say what we think people want to hear, don't we? And um, the thing is, lying and truth, it's not relative. The world tells us that actually there's shades of grey in all of this and actually the truth is quite relative. But the thing is, that's not what God says. He says truth is absolute and that we should be people of the truth. And the first of the bits of the armour of God is the belt of truth. So I've got a picture of a belt. No, the one before. That one. So, you can have different types of belt. I've got a belt holding up my trousers at the moment. You can have this type of belt, which is like for, for if you're weightlifting to protect your back. And um, the thing about belts is is they're designed to protect you. Um, They're designed to keep your trousers up. So I've bought a baggy pair of trousers. Um, It was suggested to me by Neil that actually I just drop my trousers in front of all of you. And um, much as I might have a nice shiny pair of boxers on, I don't want to share that with all of you. So I do have some decorum, not much. So, this is a pair of trousers off my shivakamis, which I had made for me when I was in Pakistan. And uh, had to have it made because our suitcases were still in London and I had no clothes. So, the thing about shivakamis, um, which is obviously a more traditional type of dress, is that the, the trousers are quite baggy and you have to pull them in to hold them up. And um, if you don't do up the belt thing very tightly. The problem is, as you're walking around, they just kind of fall down. And, and actually, that can be quite embarrassing to have your trousers around your ankles because it shows everything off. The other thing is that you can't go into war with your trousers around your ankles because running's really hard when your trousers aren't held up. I'm not going to be able to get these off now. Shoes off, that's easier. Um, so, um, so that's one of the things with, with trousers is that your, your belt holds up your trousers. And the truth stops us from being embarrassed. I'm going to say that again. The truth stops us from being embarrassed. But actually, all those examples I was going through with you, actually, we're kind of like, I'm not going to share what's really going on. I'm not going to be fully truthful about what's happening because actually it feels a little bit embarrassing on the inside. But I want to say to you, actually, when we don't share the truth, 
we are more embarrassed. Now, and the next picture of a belt is actually a belt from some armour. So this is kind of a couple of thousand years old piece of armour. And uh, this is the belt. And it's got the huge back bit to protect your back. And then it's got all these buckles to hold it tight. And the purpose of it, your belt, I think Neil said a couple of weeks ago, is that you have your belt to attach everything else to. So in the next ver- in the verse that we've got, it says, Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness. And actually, if you don't have your belt on, the breastplate doesn't fit because it's got nothing to kind of attach to and hold it in place. You've got nowhere to put your sword, because your sword goes into your belt, and it's held. The first thing of the armor is that you have to have the belt on. And there's no mistake that Paul said, the belt is the truth. Because actually, if we don't have the truth, if we don't understand the truth... And if we are not truthful, then actually the rest of the armor has got nothing to hang on anymore. The other thing um, with that first belt was it protected someone's back. And you know, when actually we are truthful with one another, we can look after each other's backs. Now, if you are a bit more traditional and just want to bring up the same verse... Um, but from King James. It's the new King James. And um, it says, Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth. So rather than talking about a belt, it says, Gird your waist. So this is a um, blanket that I've got. Which I think Pamela bought it. There's a story about that, but I won't share it right now. And um, so... <laughs> You've probably heard it. Um, But if you've got on um, your sarong or your skirt, the problem is that actually it's really difficult to go into battle. And so in the more traditional versions, it says, gird your loins. And actually what you need to do is you need to gather up your skirt and you need to tuck it in to the belt, into the waistband. Because if you don't, you can't, you can't run. And it gets in the way. It trips you up. And so if you've read it in that version, then, then that's where that comes, comes from. So we don't want things that aren't true to trip us up. We often hear, the truth will find you out. And the thing is, it does, doesn't it? Now... We've been talking about how is the, um, the armour relevant to us corporately as church. And I think when we think about truth, we often think about our kind of what we say, what we think. But actually, what um, does this say to all of us together? And I think actually when we tell the truth to one another, then we can have each other's backs. God didn't put us in community for no reason. If we could have managed perfectly fine on our own, then he wouldn't put us in church. 
And I think that's really important. When we are honest with one another about where we're at, then we can look out for one another. Now, I said I was going to look at a number of facets of truth. And I think, actually, um, the Word of God is the truth. And it's God's truth. It's not our truth. It's what we have uh, it's what we have to understand God. And um, it says uh, in 2 Corinthians 4, not to keep it in jars of clay. It says, for, for God who said, let the light shine out of the darkness, has shone in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. And I think we have the truth, but do we speak out that truth? And I don't know that we're necessarily very good at doing that. We keep it in our jar, but actually to use the contents of the jar, you often have to break the jar. Now, we just take the lid off, don't we? And then we can put it back on again afterwards. But if you're working in a world where you've got jars, you have to break them to get to the contents. Last week, um, we were in the prayer meeting and um, set out in the middle in the toys for the kids, there was um, some cars and they were all set up in a bit like a car park and then there was two that were set out on their own like they were going down the road and as I looked at them and God just um, said to me very clearly "Um, you're like the car park and I believe he was talking about us as church that actually um, we've come into a car park and we've kind of switched the engine off And it's a safe place. Yeah, somebody could reverse into you, but it's not as dangerous as being out on the open road. And it can be a little bit costly sometimes being in a car park, can't it? But actually, that's nothing compared to the cost of actually running the car on the open road. And I believe God's saying that actually, we've come into a car park and it's quite comfortable and it's quite nice. But actually, that's not what the car is designed for. And I believe God wants to encourage us to get out of the car park and actually get back on the road and actually start to do what we were made for. And what we were made for is to tell the truth, actually to explain to others, to bring others. Now, there's some of you who are in the car park because actually you've been running all night and you've got nothing left to give and you need to stop for a minute that's fine. Don't feel condemned by this. But I think there's many of us, and I say us, not you, that actually we've been in the car park a bit too long. The engine's gone a bit cold. And actually, we're not doing what we were made to do. And that's to get out there and tell the truth. Now, as I um, (coughs) think about telling the truth, um, I have not been very honest um, with my church family. So, um, 
don't think that was me. Um, last year, I, I was um, struggling with my mental health, and um, so when I jest about, no, no, I'm absolutely fine, um, no, that's how I've been. I've been saying to people, I am absolutely fine, in a place where I really wasn't, where I really didn't want to, to go on anymore. And I wasn't even honest about it with myself, to be quite honest. I didn't tell anyone. No one really knew what was going on on the inside. No one at all. Didn't even tell Pamela. And because I wasn't honest about it, I just... I just wallowed in it for months, months and months and months. And all I was doing was stewing the whole time. And my family knew that I wasn't quite right, and some of you knew that I was just probably a bit grumpy. But actually, I wasn't in the right place because I wasn't being honest about how I was actually feeling. And it was easier to say, now I'm fine. And I believe God doesn't want us to struggle along on our own. Um, several times during that period, um, Marion said to me, just lift up your head because your crown is slipping. And um, it was something that I'd known that she'd told me many times. And she just carried on telling me and she knew that something wasn't quite right. And she knew that that's what I needed to hear. And um, God knows what we need. But sometimes we don't go and get it. Because actually it's a little bit embarrassing to admit where we're really at. I was scared. I was scared if I was honest I might lose my job. I've seen it happen. I didn't, didn't want to go there. And um, it's interesting, God knows what button to push. So he knew that I needed to lift my head. Uh, interestingly, I'd written that quote from Marion um, in my book, and um, my brother had never read a copy of my book, because I'd sent him a copy, and apparently it never arrived in the post, so he never saw it. And we were having a conversation uh, the beginning of this year, and he was like, well, I've never read it. And I was like, well, why not? I've sent you a copy. And he was like, well, I never received it. And I was like, oh, I feel really embarrassed that my own brother didn't get a copy of my book. And then he read it, and when he read it, he sent me a picture. Um, and I didn't um, elicit this. Um, my brother, he knows the truth, but um, he, he wouldn't say he's a Christian. And... Uh, but he read the book, which is obviously overtly Christian, and, um, and he made a picture, and it's kind of an embarrassing picture of me. And so it's a picture of me. I was, it was Christmas time. I was wearing an inflatable crown, and uh, he's made the crown kind of gold and sparkly, and at the bottom, he's just written, keep your head up, else your crown will fall off. And you know... I was already in a better place when I received that. But God knows that I need to be reminded to lift up my head. Because he knows my natural tendency is to bury 
and not be very truthful about how I'm feeling. And he knows how to get my attention, even if he has to use somebody who doesn't know him to do it. And I just want to encourage you, he knows what's going on with you. So be honest about what's going on with those around you. Next bit, pray with honesty. God's big enough. I think often we don't pray with honesty. We ask for stuff. We grumble a bit. But we're not necessarily even that honest with God. And actually that's not very helpful. So I just want to encourage you, pray also with honesty. When issues do arise, I think we can quite easily whitewash over them. And uh, there was that um, word a few weeks ago, wasn't there, about the whitewashing of the walls. And, um, and I think it was a word about church. Definitely that the person said this is about church and that we're whitewashing. And what you do when you whitewash is you cover up all the blemishes. My bathroom ceiling gets loads of mould on it and it's artexed and it's all bumpy and you can't flipping clean it properly and the only way to get rid of it is to paint over it and of course the thing is you paint over it and a year later it's growing through again and you've got to paint it again and that's what whitewashing is all about is actually there's some blemishes there that perhaps don't look that nice they don't feel that nice so actually going to paint over them just going to get rid of them because then it looks shiny and nice it looks lovely it looks clean but it doesn't deal with what's underneath The only way that I'm going to actually get rid of the mould off that bathroom ceiling is probably to get all the Artex peeled off the ceiling and uh, re-plastered. And I know that that's a right faff, so I just keep painting over it. But actually, if I want to get to the root of the problem, I have to go through the faff. I'm not encourage you that, you know, with uh, what's been going on with me last year, this year I feel a new me. Because actually, I've been honest about what's been going on. I was stupid not to be honest before. Because actually, having been honest, I've realized that I'm not on my own. So rather than whitewash it, I should have done something about it. But instead, I did a move on. There's nothing to see here. And I think we often do that. So next bit about truth. How do you know what the truth is if you don't immerse yourself in it? We get distracted so easily. We've got so many voices speaking into our lives, haven't we? Through um, the media, through friends, through the stuff we read, the stuff we listen to, the stuff we watch, the stuff we um, stumble across. It's all around us. And actually, a lot of it is untrue. And actually, we've got the Word. We need to be people who are reading the Word. We need to be people who are worshipping and glorifying God. So good this morning, wasn't it? Just to say, you are amazing God. And as we do that, God starts to speak in truth. 
and we hear truth from one another, which actually helps change us. It helps shape us. And the devil wants to distract you. He wants to tell you lies. He wants you to believe lies. And so how do we help one another from being distracted? How do we help one another to not be lied to? We need to hold on to truth together. We need to hold one another to account. And sometimes that's messy. Sometimes that's difficult. But it's our job, church, to hold one another to account. And it's our job personally to be truthful as we do that. So at the end of the day, as Ian spoke so well about a couple of weeks ago, at the end of the day, we can stand. Because we need to stand in truth. And when we do, the other bits of the armour are far easier to apply. So I want to encourage you today. Let's be people of the truth. What time are we? We've got time for a song, I think. It'd be good just to, to come back and just focus back on God. And then as we have um, done that and um, we finish and we get coffee together, I want to just really encourage you today to be truthful with one another, to um, be who you really are. And for some of you, you've had a great week, and that's fantastic. And for some of you, it's not been that great. For some of you, you need to confess stuff. But actually, this is all about truth. And actually, when we understand the truth, when we walk in the truth, God is going to do something powerful with us as a people.